welcome to season two of the Shopstool podcast, a podcast for woodworkers and the maker community in general. With Joey Chalk from King Post Timberworks, Brian Cush from Sawdust Bureau, and Robin Lewis from Robin Lewis Makes. Hi everyone, I hope you're all very well. This is episode 18, season two of the Shopstool podcast. Uh, as always, I want to start by introducing my two co-hosts. Joey, how are you today? Not too bad. How are you guys going? Yeah, not too, not too bad, all things considered. Um, and Brian, how are you? I, I assume... Going pretty well. <laughs> pretty well, thanks. I assume you're a slightly tired man. Yeah, uh, I think I got four hours last night, so I'm, I'm well rested. <laughs> Bright-eyed and ready for this. Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to get into that in a second. My name is Robin Lewis. Welcome to the show, everyone. This is the Shop Still Podcast. So... Today is going to be a bit of a, I think it's going to be quite a, a different show. We're sitting with two big topics that we're going to talk about. And in, on, on one end, we've got this amazing news. And on the other end, we've got a, a pretty difficult topic to talk about. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a very interesting show. Now, anyone who follows Brian from Sawdust Bureau on Instagram would have heard the good news. Brian, you are officially officially a dad as of as of how long ago as of saturday right okay the very early That's hours of saturday morning so yeah. well congratulations it's a obviously a huge thing i hope you guys are doing well so far um has it has it been pretty smooth do you feel like you're it's a been dad? relatively smooth but yeah i do feel like i'm a dad and i mean the lockdown's obviously affected some parts of the initial process of introducing to friends and family, but in some ways it's been really nice just to spend that time together as well and bond the, the three of us. Um, yeah. It was a fantastic feeling to be discharged and out of hospital before you sense that things are going to get a bit tricky in the medical mm. world. Yeah, what a crazy, crazy um, time. Obviously, having I, being born in Ireland, I'm still pretty well connected with what's going on there and it sounds horrendous. They're about sort of feels about two to three weeks ahead of where we are in Australia. And, right, okay, um, interesting. Yeah, we were just looking forward to getting out of that hospital as soon as possible. Mm. Yeah. But he's home and he's safe and he's well. Um, and mum's doing good. So, yeah, now we just got to awesome. sit out the next few weeks as, as we would have been doing anyway. So, yeah, yeah it doesn't That's really change, too. but plenty of time to think about the, what we're going to discuss tonight. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Sorry. I guess the, the million dollar question then. Um, sorry, is, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't even ask. Is it a boy or a girl? It's a boy. It's a boy. It's Xavier. Yep. Xavier. Okay, that's a cool name. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Is... Shortened, shortened to Xavier after one of my favorite soccer players, but nice. didn't tell that to, uh, to my wife, Lana, until after she really settled on the name. So we got it across the line. <laughs> so, that's is cool. Xavier sleeping in that fantastic cot that you built for him? He's resting in it. We obviously, I don't think we can leave him in it until six months, three to six months or something, depending on what guidelines. But he's he's resting in it during the day, and we're sitting in that room with him. And uh, yeah, he looks pretty tiny in it. <laughs> but, it doesn't um, last for too no. long. No, it's great. It's great that I managed to finish it in time. Anyway, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, we were talking about the the sleeping thing. So you you feel like you're getting enough sleep. Have have you have you gone back to the getting shop there. since then, or are you are you out of? I the was shop? actually in this morning. Um, 
friends of mine are moving offices. I think they're moving to home offices and they broke a, a bracket for a, for a table. Um, so I went in to do an emergency welding job on it this morning. <laughs> right. um, it's pretty weird going in there and not knowing whether I'll be able to access the shop this time next week. Yeah, um, right. But it was nice, nice to get in and see it and see my my dresser unit that I've I've built for the baby's room and it's 90% finished, mm. waiting on hinges to be delivered and... Who knows? Could be two weeks, <laughs> could be four weeks, yeah. could, could be longer. But yeah. um, no, I, I, it's just the uncertainty, everything up in the air. But um, like I said, we're trying to roll with the punches a bit with it on it. And mm-hmm. there, there are more important things in the world at the minute. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it's probably a good segue into yeah. what we were going we to talk about next. Now, obviously, everyone is aware of... of the coronavirus of COVID-19. And up until this point, we've steered clear of talking about it because we haven't really had a good reason to talk about it. And I think there's, there's something to be said for, you know, adding your opinion where your opinion is, is needed instead of just jumping on that hype train. And, and I'd like to believe that's why we've steered clear of it up until this point. Yeah. But if, um, if any of you follow us on on uh, social media, you would have seen uh, Joey put out a, a, a particular post about how he's had to move out of his shop. Um, you know, Brian's just been talking about his not getting access soon. It's now getting to the point where we're going to see this starting to affect us in terms of small businesses, and it's a pretty, you know, unsettling time. I think for all of us, the, the figures about the, the the unemployment rates are just. I mean, it's horrendous, and us at the bottom of that of that that business chain are going to be the first people to to really suffer. So, um, I guess, Joey, have you have you noticed a decrease in the the number of quotes that are coming? And I mean, has, has that been pretty significant? <laughs> so, um, for me, I had a bit of a particular situation where we had so much work still left over from pre-Christmas and so I had it all booked up and um, I think I even mentioned I had pretty much work booked up till March mm. and that's right where we are I just started these set of chairs and so I had have had all this work lined up and I hadn't really been thinking about looking for new work it really just I mean just as all this was just happening I was thinking to myself right I'll start getting in some other work and that means my um, assistant, Nick, can, can get on with that while I'm doing fiddly things working on these chairs. Um, you know, kind of just more you know, difficult, weird things that really one person needs to do all of, all of these processes. Um, mm. And that's when work it just wasn't there. I mean, you're talking about has there been a lack of quotes? There's been zero quotes. There's been, wow. there's been no interest um, as of pretty much our last recording really when I it, you know a day after our last recording um I, I was like hey um there's there's nothing around what are we going to do I'm, I'm looking for cash flow and uh, it's not there mm. we started really you know and then you know things broke so really this week is this Monday for me so we're recording now on Friday so five days ago exactly that uh, was Monday morning I um let my assistant go, said, I can't have you here. We've got no potential work. Um, 
so actually I, I fit a little bit. I've got two jobs, which one of them is a guarantee for when I, whenever I can get back to the workshop. One of them is dependent on the bank providing money for this kitchen build. Uh, who knows if they're wanting to lend to these this couple mm. at this point. So that's like all up in the air. Um, and um, so, you know, work just stopped, cash flow stopped, and... Uh, and it just became very suddenly, oh crap, you know, by the yeah. time I pay out my employee for his holiday pay and his, you know, you know essentially um, redundancy, um, there's not going to be a heck of a lot of money left in our business account. Um, so right, I, so you've so you've had to let, you haven't just, um, what's that term where you, you, you basically just like put someone off? Leave. It's something like that, yeah. yeah. So you've actually said, no, that's it. Yeah. We've so had to let just, you go. Oh, just can't, um, can't have, you know, because it, it's not just a matter, like, and our government's saying all employers should be doing whatever they can to pay their employees. I mean, that's all very well and good, but if there's no cash flow. There's no cash flow. And it's not just do? a matter of paying out the wages. If you're an employer, it's a matter of um, there's insurances and taxes and all sorts of other costs that go along with it, which really kind of double the cost of having an employee. employee. So uh, for us, it's just basic maths. That's a, that's a cost we can't handle. Um, mm. So I kind of made a decision. I said, right, if, if there's going to be no work in this line for a while, um, <laughs> I'm going to go spend the last of my money on a good pair of boots that will last me. So if I have to go, literally, if I have to go and dig ditches for a, a wage, I've got some mm. shoes on my feet, and I and I bought twenty sheets of pl- of plywood with like my last thousand dollars, and uh, that's just in the workshop, so I can make something for someone should should it arise. I've got I've got some something mm. in the workshop where I can make something with, um, and you know that was that was it. And suddenly Wednesday came along and everyone's locked down. Um, we were given forty eight hours notice, so I um, kind of just emptied the workshop of all my uh, hand tools and thought, you know, what am I going to do? Let, maybe I can still make some videos from home. So um, mm. that's, that's so, sort of an upside. So just to, just to, to clarify, because here in, in, New Ze- in Australia, there's no, you know, they're, they're talking about self or, or social distancing, but that's as far yeah. as they've got. So in New Zealand, no travel. Uh, there's nothing like, uh, the, like besides going to like the supermarket, Mm. Um, which is limited on how many people can get in. Um, really, that's about all we're allowed to leave the house for. And um, this penalty of six months jail time. Wow. That's insane. Jeez. Well, no, it's not insane. It's not insane. I guess it's quite it's, good. It's, it's crazy to have they're so, doing it like right. a week ago complete freedom. Mm-hmm. Now, it's, but I'm, I'm not that worried. I mean, it, like I think the sooner everyone stops going out the, the sooner we go back to life a bit yeah. normal, more well, normal it. um, it's just interesting that they've had to implement that so suddenly because of the amount of people who were flouting the rules yeah well it was two weeks ago that we were recording the last uh, episode which everyone would have heard on last yeah. Sunday I think my yeah. timeline's correct but I know it was two weeks ago that we did our last episode mm. and we after the show, we briefly touched on the idea of maybe mentioning this in a, in a show, like you know, because yeah. it's starting to become a thing. <laughs> yeah. And it was two weeks ago where we were, yeah. you know, where we were saying maybe this is going to be a topic that we could talk about, and here we are, two weeks later, completely different I mean, landscape. Yeah, I mean, it's completely overruled. 
uh, so I'm I was and pretty I mean we were in definitely considering that we would just have to sell everything somehow make take a loss on the workshop property and I mean there's just no enough money to pay the overheads of of having the a workshop property um, mm. no cash flow means no money can go out uh, you know and we have some savings so so like any good business we have a separate tax account so we have um, money in there ready to pay our tax bills and some other government bills um, which they've just come in those bills which is really bad timing oh. for everybody like everyone in the country gets them at the same time essentially um, so we're like okay do we pay the tax or do we pay our insurance for another month um, you know which would we rather who would we rather be in debt to um, who's got the bigger baseball bat for our new yeah. tax um, so luckily <laughs> so after my, my video with the, the cheers which is an awesome job and I'm annoyed I can't carry on with it but um, I got a, I got a, a lot of people emailing me just straight up asking how can they give me money, which is insane. So I had a handful of people just donate to me on PayPal, which is crazy. That's amazing. Um, one particular man, Bert, from Europe, he paid a significant amount of money. So, which is outrageous. I, I I'm pretty humbled by the whole thing That's um, so, amazing. He, so he's paid enough money to keep the workshop going for like three weeks and wow um, good on you Bert yeah and uh, so that plus the bank allowing us to shift monies around from our existing personal mortgage situation um, that should get us through to kind of five weeks um, mm. and so in terms of my actually getting money to buy food, um, the government's giving everybody $580 a week uh, per working person. Well, I was going to say, because we've got all these like small business uh, um, ex- exemptions here in Australia. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're not... I think the, the, the main one that would affect me, and, and Brian, is probably the same for you, is the, the asset write-off has gone from around 30000 to 150000 Yeah. yeah. Which is all good and well, but I guess that doesn't put money in your pocket for, no. for buying groceries. It doesn't do anything. So like, like I say, the same thing. No cash flow, no jobs coming in, no jobs going out. There's no drawings from the business. There's, you know, there's no wages. So um, I'm the only one eligible for it. So we get $580 a week. It doesn't co- cover our household bills, but it's enough for us to skimp and save, you know, just, just kind of ration it out and that should be enough for us to carry on buying food and pay the um, kind of household insurances and all that kind of thing as well. So, mm. um, so this, you know, at the moment I'm, I'm just kind of resigned mm. to the fact that we're stuck and I'm kind of in holiday mode to be honest. So like it's just, mm. it's just become, you know, it's only day officially day two or three at the moment. So everything's still new. We've still got some chocolate in the pantry when, when that runs out, I'm not sure. <laughs> runs, I'm not sure. We're really happens. miserable. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so um, just that, that video that you were talking about, to those of you who haven't seen it, that, so I saw that video in my script, subscription feed, yeah. and I just saw the title about the chairs, and I thought, oh, you know, it's, it's a chair 
not expecting that intro. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and it, as soon as you sat down, I went, oh, boy, I, I know what's coming. I know it because I'd seen your um, – yeah. yeah. So it's, it's amazing that people have responded like that. That's just yeah, – It's very humbling. I'm not sure how, how to uh, respond to these people. And, and um, all I can say here is at least thank you. And, and that's, you know, the bare minimum anyone can say. But um, mm. I'm not sure – I'm not sure what else I can do. Um, uh, it's, it's just outrageous. So I feel a little bit slightly obliged to make push through and make, make things, things happen, which I definitely will. Um, if I can't do what I'm doing, I really don't have much of an option um, for income. Um, um, mm. So I just hope that some work comes in. And I think that's the biggest part of, I would imagine, all of us who's, who make it, makers of things it's the the scariest part is trying to work out are people going to have any free cash like a is there going to be any free cash b is anyone going to even entertain the idea of wanting to spend it on having some furniture made or custom anything made um even if it's just a plywood desk for them to work from at home are people actually going to want to pay someone else to do it when there's such tight cash flow everywhere and um so long term or short term in say we get out of lockdown in four weeks what happens in six weeks people are apparently all going to go back to normal but people are going to be in debt because they've got the mm. same issues like i do a lot yeah. of people i imagine so um you know we're not going to have any free money to start buying anything fancy so why would anyone else and so i i am worried a bit about the future of any any businesses that are reliant on essentially um you know free money not free money but you know spare money to to mm. to buy luxury things like furniture or, or have anything made niche markets yeah brian have you noticed anything i mean i guess you you've you've kind of got it's, you've hit it at the right time because of bub you know you plan to take this time off but have you noticed anything on your end so 2020 has been a really strange year. So again, for anybody first time listening, I'm based in Melbourne. Um, Joey's obviously in Auckland and Robin's in Townsville. So all these different uh, state government things and federal government things will apply mm. differently to mm. each of us. And it's currently Friday afternoon, midday Friday afternoon. Um, so we're going to try to get this podcast out a little bit, 27th. We're going to try to get this podcast out a little bit quicker. So what we're talking about is still relevant because everything's changing so quickly. But um, I've definitely seen 2020 has been a low point for me in terms of jobs coming in. Um, We were obviously pretty badly hit by the bushfires. Mm -hmm. Um, That just destroyed Victoria's economy and then this is following it up. So luxury goods market is just... Tanked. It's dead. Yeah. Like it's gone. Yeah. Um, and I think it will be gone for quite a long time. Mm. So I've kind of accepted the fact that my business will probably bite the dust in some mm-hmm. form, or, for, some form or another. Um, I think all the early talk of creative thinking and sort of like um, like tilting your business to other ways, like instead yeah. of building things, maybe you know you're renovating and restoring things. It's gone. Forget about it. Mm. There's going to be too many people looking for those tiny jobs to yep. create enough cash flow to keep everybody going. That's There's probably a, that's enough a very work good point. for maybe, maybe, f- 
maybe less than 10%, I would say, in terms of like, that's just an arbitrary figure, but I would say one in 10 maker businesses will probably survive this in the medium term. Mm. Um, in the short term, I'd say pretty much everybody is relying on responsible government. Um, there is enough money in federal reserves and they need to show us that they give a shit about us. Australia um, has enough money, do they? Yeah, okay. yeah, they do. Even the New Zealand government has enough money. Well, there they is borrowed money all within. Yeah, but I mean, they're borrowing against good assets at yeah. very, very low rates. Yeah. Um, and it is going to require government bailouts across everyone. Like at the minute, the federal or the current federal um, grants and deferrals, I mean, they group small businesses into like companies that are turning over a hundred and something million dollars and I'm like yeah this is completely different completely different you cannot treat everybody in that category no. with the same with the same um, tax write-offs and saying you can access your super and deferment of um of returns and all this like it doesn't affect it doesn't apply traders. no it doesn't help at all yeah we our government uh, just laid out some specifications for s- small to medium businesses and and they're going to get some like you're saying all these kind of tax breaks and asset blah blah blahs um, but i don't even qualify as a small business i'm i'm so far below the turnover requirement to be a, called a yeah. small business that um yep. it's that like i just think there's going to be actually thousands of sole traders craftsmen builders carpenters build you know Makers, lawnmowers, all these businesses are just going to go flat, and I don't know yep. what the the plan is, um, but it's, it's interesting because uh, I'm just, so I'm not yeah I'm sorry I'm I'm cut you off Brian but I'm just like rambling no, 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 more about um, like I say I, like I've got a couple of jobs lined up possibly but I just have no idea where that. Like people have said to me in emails, like like you were saying, Brian, change your approach. Maybe make make things for bigger companies who who need to sub it out. Well, I mean, that's not going to happen. No company is going to give away work at this point. Um, yep. And you know, you change the direction you're going, and it's like it's mm-hmm. very it, unless you want to get into the mass production market, which I have been dabbling in with behind the scenes, which is just a nightmare. Like. You wouldn't believe the price points people are trying to push down when you're buying when you're um, buying multiples of things. It's just insanity mm-hmm. what what people want to pay um, so they can make their hundred percent markup, and you're making like ten percent. It's just insanity. Yeah. Um, that that's especially a whole with the su- with the supply and demand yeah kilter the way it is now. Yeah, the 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 people paying have all the power. Yeah, so um, I I just can't see how. Unless everything just is a, is a snap of the fingers and, the, and everyone's just got the cash they had a month ago, yeah. unless that money's in people's accounts, I think um, I just can't see, you know, like people like me, I've got whatever many, $100,000 worth of machinery, I, I just can't see me mm. keeping it. Mm. But then it's trying, like, selling it. Like, where, who do you sell to? Yeah, exactly. This is the issue. I mean, I, I would recommend a really good podcast um, by an Irish economist called mm. David McWilliams. I think we spoke about it just yeah. after the show finished last week. He's done an update on um, on the Irish economy and how, how they're looking to recover. 
And he's basically saying the well, the way they're set up with the, the ECB, the European Central Bank, and in terms of loans, they can add zeros onto people's bank accounts. Right. And mm. it would affect, like, I think if they added, I can't remember, it was even $1,000 into every person in Ireland's bank account, it's less than 1% of GDP. Right. Wow. Yeah. And it just builds that confidence that you have enough money to pay me for what I'm producing and then I have enough money to pay. Mm. And it keeps the supply chain alive yeah. further yeah. down the road. And it's only a small amount, but at least it's seen as a positive step for this, whereas everything else is just, I mean, it's absolutely bleak. Yeah. Do you not, do you not think that possibly it's because of where the priorities are at the moment? So at the moment, it's all about making sure that, you know, we, we get the sun not under control, but, you know, we flatten the curve, mm-hmm. et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then that will, that stimulus will come into place. Because, you know, here in Australia, that stimulus package has gone ahead and they're talking about a, a second one. I don't know if, where they are yeah. with that one. The American one is, has been up in the air for ages. So they're definitely, they're there, but they're just going to take a while to filter down to us. Yeah. I just, I think that we will be... I think as micro businesses, we are the ones mm. that will be forgotten. Yeah. And there are a lot of sole traders and two to three people business businesses in Australia that are just going to bite the dust. Yeah. Mm. And then that will start to affect things like Bunnings. I think so. Like their their work is going to disappear, and they'll rely on their real estate assets. But yeah. who are they going to sell their real estate assets to? Yeah. Um. It's a very interesting conundrum. Like. If you're an economist now, you are you are not loving it, but it is a fascinating it's very, test case that yeah. each country has its own different. You look at the Swedish model versus the American versus the British versus the Kiwi. Like every country is dealing with it you slightly can, differently. You just imagine an economist sitting there with all those papers spread out, and then the yeah. news bulletin comes on, and they just wipe the desk clean and like <laughs> get a nice little blank piece of A4, and like right. <laughs> What are we doing? All these books now mean yeah. nothing. All yeah. of this literature, throw yeah. it out. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, you know. But I would, I would, I would genuinely recommend everybody out there go and listen to that David McWilliams podcast because it does offer some form of optimism. Right. Um, that there are potential solutions to save businesses and save jobs, mm. but in the short term, like I went in and did an, an emergency welding job mm. this morning. Um, for a friend's company that's relocating to work from home business. They just needed a few brackets fixed. But I don't know when I'm next going to be able to access my workshop. Um, you'll obviously, Robin, because you have a home workshop, as we spoke, spoke about in the last show, Price you'll be able to go there. Yeah. But for how long will timber yards and supplies be open? Yeah, and well, then that's it. When I will would... they start running out of goods? Like when, will they, like, when will the containers in the ports run dry? When will the mills stop running? Like, is mm. it six months before we'll sort of start running into timber supply issues. Um, yeah, I think what's well, going to be fascinating. Certainly here, things like that, there's been a big emphasis by the government that these are especially um, shipping. And I imagine it's at some point, things like um, timber milling will be classed as essential businesses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think they've made big pushes to explain to everyone what is essential and what will keep running. And so there's not going to be things running out, but unless yep. you are an essential, uh, um, from from our point of view, our interest, unless you are an essential um, builder, you won't be buying materials or anything. Um, and so yep. these are people who are currently working on infrastructure 
and uh, hospital builds and fit-outs that yeah. are halfway through. Those yeah. things are being pushed through to get finished, and then and then that's it, boys. There's no work after you finish, you know, building your hospital wing or whatever. Like yeah, you're, you're in isolation too. Um, I think, Robin, you're in an awesome situation that you've got stores of drying or dry timber. Um, yeah. You've got tools. You can actually essentially produce even if it's just for content um like i say mm. selling things is going to be the trick but um yeah content. but yeah there's going to be loads of people to watch your content yeah well this but. is i really wanted to hit on this so um i've been keeping an eye on some of the channels in my mm-hmm. sort of um in my range in terms of views and subscribers and everyone that i've looked at they've had a bit of a jump I myself have seen some of my best YouTube growth in years okay. over the last four weeks. Wow. And I think it's just, you know, I did a bit of research and there, I found one article a couple of weeks ago talking about how your Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all, that, all that, that traffic has increased and there are content creators out there which are starting to see right. the benefit of that. How it's mm-hmm. going to affect advertising. Yeah, that's what I yeah, thought. And, and how that's all going to, you know, who knows how that's going to go. But for the minute, my CPM is, is pretty much what it was. Okay. So it's, it's looking pretty good. And I think that was one of the, I would assume, is one of the goals of what you're doing now, Joey, with this, this workshop. Is yeah. Now it's all, it's all content for you. That, that's something that you can really sink your teeth into. I'm going to try. Like, I think there's, going to, there's a bit of a sweet spot from when, say, let's say an advertiser has just paid for a month's worth of advertising from Google. That money's still there. They're still going to run those ads. Whether or not things get renewed or even just get cancelled yeah. is... Mm. is I, I feel like we're being really pessimistic, but I just think it's reality that advertisers aren't no, necessarily going to I don't, think, to I don't think this is pessimism. Mm. And so I think at some point, there's just not going to be enough ads or there's going to be a dramatic um, decrease in the amount of ads playing on YouTube because there'd be a dramatic decrease in advertisers spending the money. Because uh, what's the point if you can't go to the shop? Um, there's no goods know, to, to if, advertise, yeah. At this point, like they're saying the lockdown is a minimum of four weeks. It could be pushed out a week, two weeks, three weeks further, depending on what happens with the actual outbreak. So mm. you start thinking about businesses who are spending good money on advertising and there's zero way people mm-hmm. can do anything uh, to convert that, that advertising money. They're just going to pull the ads. And so the ads... Or, or at least just significantly charge a lot, lot less. Yeah. So they're going to give Google way less money yeah. which obviously and so the adsense yep. is just going to drop off and mine's already the lowest it's been for since i started youtube so um, i mean um, wow. i mean i am planning to i might earn if i'm lucky i'll earn you know what i've always earned regularly on a monthly basis but i'm i think it's going to be dropping off um so i'm just gonna i'm making these videos more for fun at this point but if i can get some money from the adsense from the views, uh, that's it. That's good, and it helps me carry on for another um, week or so. So, mm. but I think you're probably in a in a good situation here because you you have had that success in the past. If you you've also reduced your content massively, mm. oh, which yeah. I think has has not helped your cause no. at all. So if you start doing what Peter Brown, um, 
uh, woodworking for me or uh, yeah. Steve Ramsey. Yeah. They're all pumping out the videos because the eyeballs are there. So yeah. maybe if you go in with a more of a, you know, my, my CPM is going to drop, but if my, my views yeah. increase, I think that's you can, the idea. You can even it out. I'm going to try yeah. and pump out a video every second day. I'm not sure if it's going to work, but because um, boy, my shoulders are already sore as heck from planing. <laughs> so, um, um, yeah, I'm not sure how long I'll keep it going. I'll, I'll look like Arnie by the end of the four weeks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, today I was um, flattening and thicknessing two boards for the top of the side table. And, I, like, after one side, I got I had a twist in it, and I, and I finally planed it out. And um, I just thought, man, I can't believe anything was made pre the industrial revolution that didn't look like a three-year-old made it like it is so (laughs) difficult i mean you have no idea how much respect there is for these guys who who Mm. made like these pristine pieces of furniture for you know royalty and um and i'm struggling away just trying to get a piece of wood straight like it's just insanity um the skills does that walnut does that walnut plane nicely though? Because I've always it's assumed beautiful. walnut's quite quite hard though, so it would make it's, life even more difficult. It's not too hard. It's it's I would it's hard, softer than oak, um, and it, it, oh. it, it, one of the reasons I think it's my favourite timber to work with is it pretty much does what you want it to do. It, it very mm-hmm. rarely chips out and it cuts exactly how you want it. If you're chiselling across grain, typically it, it's. Um, it's just smooth, uh, smooths off beautifully with a smoothing plane. But um, I've been finding these boards I'm working on currently have got some crazy grain issues, and it's a pain mm. in the ass. So Because yeah. I'm not using sandpaper. I'm going to try and do fully off the card mm. scraper, off the plane finish, and that's uh, really challenging. Brian just dropped out of the call there, everyone, so just catch him up. Um, uh, well, I was just telling uh, Robin about how I'm, I'm struggling with hand tools and my respect for ye oldie woodworkers who are able to make um, actual <laughs> nice furniture with, you know, nothing, with no tools, and uh, not to mention tools they probably made, which is just insanity. My level of respect for uh, ye mm. old timey woodworkers has just gone through the roof. So, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, interesting about the internet. Um, this has obviously all been over the news, and I wonder how this is going to affect YouTube. Yeah, particularly, we talk yeah. about YouTube and content yeah. creation. I, I did a live stream last night. I haven't done a live stream in, in a year, and I just thought I'd give it a go. Could not hold a, a, a connection for more than uh, 20 minutes. Just yeah. kept dropping. Yeah. So frustrating. And I've got one of the better, I've probably got one of the best residential lines in Townsville, certainly one of the best residential packages you can get. Yeah. And I couldn't hold a hold a signal. So, yeah, obviously it's it's everyone on on Netflix and um, trying yeah, to work I think from it's, home. it's I think it's going to end up being a bit of an issue because um, we 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 actually got a email from our um, internet provider saying, look, don't play with things, don't unplug it if it's not broken, don't unplug your modem. We can't come out and fix anything. Um, so if you're using mm. it, just leave it be. Um, and you can't, if you're on a capped plan at the moment, you can't upgrade to unlimited because everyone's trying to do it and already the, the, they haven't seen data usage like this ever. And, yeah. um, you know, the world is just sitting using the internet and it's. I think it's not going to last very well, to be honest. No, especially yeah. not, not in Australia. Our internet <laughs> is 
slow as anything, especially in Melbourne. Yeah. It's, it's dreadful. It's disastrous, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a sense, so obviously working from home, I'm just continuing as normal, the mm. particularly particular industry and so i'm in the aged care industry yeah, which right. has been absolutely rocked by this because of that obviously we're not you know our sales are going to decrease but from a support perspective which is what i take over you're vital yeah it's it's business as usual if not busier yeah. than usual so um it's you know we've we've been we've been pretty lucky so far who knows what's going to happen in the future but so far we've managed to to um, stay afloat but in terms of that internet connectivity it's massive for me i like i need it mm. you know all day every day so yeah who knows if it's going to actually have a serious effect on you know because at the end of the day if that affects my ability to work then there's just another factor yep. that's yeah it's going to stuff it all up it's going to be interesting with the with the content creation when it gets to a point that it's no longer worthwhile like we all, yeah. you know, we all love aspects of our job and, you know, it's essentially a hobby that gets merged into a job and there's bits that you love about it. But when does it become too much effort to put the content together that you're not getting financial reward out of it and we're just going to be working? We're just going to have yeah. to work with whatever we can get. Like, like you're saying, digging trenches or, you know, maybe yeah. some of us end up building hospitals or yeah. infrastructure yeah. projects or something like that. Um, and what's more important, like our grandparents did it after the war, and now we're gonna have to <laughs> yeah. we're gonna have to get on with it and yeah. just lump it. And you know, I think a lot of people should in- nearly enjoy the next few weeks as and treat it as holiday time and time to spend with their families, because mm. after that things are gonna get tough. Yeah, well, I, I haven't mm. had a, a week off work, let alone four weeks since mm-hmm. I had cancer. So we're looking at uh, seven, eight years ago. Yeah. And um, so for me, I was like, it's actually kind of relaxing, but at the same time, it's stressful knowing that who knows mm-hmm. what's going to come uh, next. But um, I think you're right. For the content creations, um, my YouTube, the way it began, it was never to make money. I never even kind of knew it was an option to monetize. It was a couple yeah. of years after the fact that I heard people say the word monetize, and I was like, oh, how do you make money from YouTube? Um, yeah. So for me, I will probably just keep posting when I, whenever I can. And whether that, mm-hmm. if, I, if I end up digging ditches, then I obviously would have not much time to be doing YouTube. But for me, it's just a fun thing and I like to do it mm-hmm. and I don't care if I don't get paid from it, really. Although right now, it would be really nice if I did. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, I think you're right. There'll be a point where I think a lot of people are just kind of uh, have to go to work and do, do the real deal. Yep. Yeah. I've, I guess... As someone who's very involved in it, I've only been looking at it from the perspective of the competition is just going to increase. Right. That's a really good point because you may have the competition decreasing at the same time because people are having to get quote-unquote normal jobs. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Mm. Good point. Very good point. But I don't know. I think the most important thing now is like it's, it's just being cautious. Um, it's not about going to public spaces and like the stuff that I've seen is just crazy. Like oh, having obviously just come out of hospital and there, there is a shortage of, of medical supplies, but it was just the blase nature of it. Food courts open, people sitting opposite each other on two seater tables, talking away, packed. Um, it just, it genuinely worries me. I see the difference mm. in 
I, I live in a part of Melbourne that on one side is a very white picket, fancy sort of Caucasian, you know, that sort of, and then on the other side is uh, more between Footscray and Yarraville. So Yarraville is the white picket, fancy side. Footscray is Asian markets. And I look at the way that information is being absorbed and people are acting in either a suburb. You go to Footscray, one week ago, you'd have three quarters of people wearing masks. One week ago, before there was right. any real government advice on this, people, they mm. respond based on the way that they know best. And that's the collectivism thing of protect everyone. I go to Yarraville to a supermarket today. People are looking at me and avoiding me because I'm wearing a mask. I'm the only person wearing a mask. <laughs> I'm like, this is, <laughs> yeah. this is nuts. And I know not everybody can get hold of masks, and we're probably lucky as furniture makers that we have them. But yeah, it's just the close contact of people. They're just not. They're not looking at at countries that are further ahead than than yeah. where we are now. They're going about. They're still in bars, or they were still in bars up to the last week, thinking the whole yeah. thing will just blow over. And it's like now it is so important that everybody properly isolates. So the New Zealand policy, I think, is mm. great. It's really hard for me yes, because yeah. my Kiwi family, my mum my and dad obviously just moved to New Zealand. My right. Kiwi grandparents are in a care home. So yeah. they're now in lockdown in the care home. Yeah. My mum's managed to be listed as their carer so she can go. Right. But that's it. Like, how long they're going to have to stay there for and what happens if there's an outbreak in a care home? Like, people need to be responsible with this. So I just implore anybody listening, don't hang out with your friends and family, yeah. hang out with the people that are in your household, and that is it. If you want to go to a park mm -hmm. or a beach, like really consider, is it worth it? And are you going somewhere that's going to be quiet enough to, to keep it as safe outdoor recreational activity? Because if it's not safe and if we see things like we did in Bondi the other week with just idiots going <laughs> out, then the government will lock you down and they will lock you in your house and you're not going to get out for that fresh air for yep. a month, at least a month. Yeah, well, they, they said on the news they're starting to target the, I'd say target, that's probably a bit too aggressive, but they're really dialing in on the areas that are the hotspots, so to yeah. speak. Yeah, Which I guess is exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And you you look at the Chinese, like the Chinese, the way they, and we're all experts now, but the yeah. way the Chinese <laughs> have used social control to effectively yeah. get it under, and we're not going to be able to do that in Australia because of the way uh, law works and civil rights, but yeah. it has to be everybody's individual responsibility. And if that means mm. not going to bloody Bunnings to go and pick something up just so you can make something, you just have to deal with it. Yeah. Mm. I think, um, I'm not sure what, if, what Australia's done, but our country has, is really proud of, uh, actually our government for doing this. They implemented like... Um, four stages of kind of like <laughs> DEFCON levels. Um, so we've got level one, uh, one, two, three, and four. Um, and when it was announced, we were at level two and there was guidelines around what your behavior would have to be with these different levels, level four being maximum, everyone's in lockdown. And almost and within 24 hours of level two being announced, you know, everybody, all the GPs, the local doctors, everyone was imploring the government to just go straight to level four. You've told us yep, about it. Right. Go to level four. 24 hours later, we were at level four. And I think everyone who I've seen interviewed has just been like, yeah, great, let's do it. Let's just yep. start it. And then the Knock sooner the we head. start, the sooner we finish the four weeks. Um, and if 
like I, I just think if everyone, it's all governments, just just stop, mm-hmm. and then restart in four weeks. It's, it's a pain in the ass, and a lot of people are going to get feel hardship from it, including myself. But I think it needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, there's going to be no more normal. No. Yeah. No. There was such a I saw such a funny uh, comparison the other day. I can't remember the exact words, but it was around when you were a kid and you would all sit in class and you would have to, you would be held out from recess or break <laughs> for 10 minutes and then some idiot would talk, so then the timer would get reset <laughs> and then another idiot would talk, so the timer, yeah. and that's exactly what we've been yeah. training for, for yeah. those moments. That's exactly it. Just stay bloody home. But yeah. I don't know, maybe <laughs> trying to think about a future where, you know, this has settled and we can go back to making things maybe it will end up being like commercial real estate will die on its arse nobody will be renting buildings so maybe mm. then the idea of maker hubs will start to become back like they'll start to come back again and you will yep. get furniture makers sharing spaces when it's safe to do so you know you bring your machinery together you sell what you don't need and you you know you just have to deal with the fact that you're going to produce less stuff and you're going to have to share spaces with people but if you want to make stuff that financially is a way to do it Mm. yeah it's interesting Mm. we've already got stories now of landlords threatening to kick businesses out of their premises because they can't afford to pay the lease what a great idea (laughs) and yeah and the government's saying well okay if you want to be asses about it fine but you might want to wait until you can at least get someone else to come in and yeah. take over yeah, that lease exactly. why kick someone out because no one's around no businesses are going to take on a new lease at this point yeah so you know they've also what 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 makes that doubly ridiculous is that the government has been working with all the banks and the banks will give mortgage holidays to anyone mm. who needs it and yeah. so you can just stop your mortgage payments and add it on at the other end. Now, it's not quite that simple. There's extra, extra um, uh, what do you call it, um, uh, payments involved um, regarding, um, uh, what's well, not tax, what the hell is it? Um, Super uh, interest? Uh, um, oh God, I don't know what you call it. It's gone from my brain. Uh, <laughs> uh, bank fee, essentially. Okay. Um, so it's not as straightforward as just stopping it and then adding it to the end of your ter- term. But at least you don't have to like force other people out of business to to pay this this lease. Yeah. Um, I think everyone's in the same position. So if everyone takes the same position, well, you know, it could be good or bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Back to back to back to first world problems again. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Got, did you see the shaper? Do you guys follow the shaper uh, shaper origin no. on Instagram? They've just released this workstation. That is like the coolest thing, and they released it on. I think it was St. Patrick's Day or the day after. <laughs> and God knows what's going to happen. Like, tent, are they going to get yeah. any sales? Or like, are they going to suspend it for a while? It's like, it's just, it sucks. I was so excited about that thing. I had a DIY <laughs> one that I made, and it had like tolerances where they weren't quite tight enough. And I saw this thing, and it was like building up to release for three weeks, and then it was like, bang, like exactly the wrong time but that's where it's quite frustrating the whole just this whole scenario is a lot of it is i mean obviously you guys are being affected Mm -hmm. by sales but a lot of your sales are being affected because of just public perception and just Mm -hmm. fear and there's there's so much of this just it's nothingness yeah you know my my um share price my share value 
or my share, but the stocks that I have have just, I mean, I, they just dropped off a roller coaster. Yeah. And nothing changed. <laughs> nothing has changed, but people are scared. And so I've lost, you know, all this, all this money. And it's just, it's the most frustrating thing. So as much as you, as, as much as we're talking about, uh, you know, Joey, you saying four weeks and then everything goes back to normal. I, I do still believe there is that potential for things will, as long as, as long as we can, as long as the, the virus gets under control and, and we can do enough to get that message out there, yeah. I think people will be out like that because everyone's dying to get out and, and spend yeah, I'd their love money. To, so I'd, I'd love to think so. And if that is the case, you know, yes, excellent. Um, I, I just don't know. How, I just don't know. And, um, you know, our government's actually talking about um, universal basic income at the moment. So, because yeah. at the moment our subsidies only last for twelve weeks, and then they're going to make another announcement, and it's on the cards that they just may pay everybody um, a minimum wage type thing. This, I mean, this is the responsible thing the government should be doing. This will have mm. to happen in every country mm. that can afford it anyway. Um, but yeah, and if that is the case, then everybody can do your woodworking and you're fine. Exactly. But you're just not going to be making any money from it. No. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, but then I guess having said that as well, there's also the idea of the, the virus getting under control in four weeks is seems just so. Yeah, it's. It doesn't not, seem not even not even from not even from the perspective of the people out there who are not socially or not social distancing, just from the perspective of, you know, the, the vaccine is so far away. Mm. We're trying to flatten the curve, which is going to extend the epidemic. So, yeah. yeah. There's such a great potential for both Australia and New Zealand to just get this thing under control. And we're islands. We're completely mm. isolated. Yeah. It's completely stopped flights. We're still taking bloody Kiwis who are now deciding that it's time to come home from around the world. It's like you, you've, mm. you've had your chance, block the border, completely stop um, world travel and then places like Australia and New Zealand who are completely isolated can just carry on once you get this thing under control and um, I'm pretty, yeah, pretty gutted potential. I don't live in Tasmania right now I reckon if, if they fully yeah. if they fully isolated they themselves I think they were the first um, Australian state to close borders but they obviously still had people that were coming back, like Australian citizens that were coming back. I think that they made special allowances for. I don't know whether they put them into quarantine, but mm. small population. It's relatively mm. uh, spread out. You know, the cities aren't that dense. Yep. Like I'd say, Tasmania's economy, although it relies on the rest of Australia, a lot of the stuff can will be back to like farming and agriculture will be yep. flying when the rest of Australia is still suffering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. We wait and see. I've got a buddy of mine who's who's uh, moved down there from South Africa a few years ago, and um, he was out in New Zealand days before the Australian borders all started closing down, and he got back to work and he went to the to the gym, and they found out that he had been away, mm. and on the way out, the, the the owner of the gym just said, "Look, do us all a favor, please don't come back for a while." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Work phone him up and said, yep, you're not coming into work. They, they didn't even, um, so they, they, he had no symptoms, nothing. Yeah. Just the fact that he had traveled overseas, yep. work just said, that's it. Just, you, you just going through the airport's risky enough. It is. Yeah. It yeah. is. With your, with your and, um, 
with your uh, cancer, Joey, is this an issue for you or is not anymore? Is, is, no, I really no, only when you're on, if you're going through chemo, that's that's mm. when you're just rooted. You've got no immune system really, and um, I really feel for anyone dealing with having to go to oncology departments constantly through this time, having to actually go to hospitals uh, for treatments and things uh, would be a bit of a nightmare. Yeah, one of my wife's good friends works in an oncology ward. She's, I think she had part of the chemo, and, and they administer the chemo, that's her role, and they don't wear masks because the perception of the masks, they don't want to Jeez. come across. But but then having said that, there is a, a big school of thought that says the masks only help those are only effective for people who yeah. are infected. So you know if they aren't infected, then they're not wearing it. But I was just really surprised to hear that that in a cancer ward, you know, you would think everyone would just be top to bottom gowns, no absolutely yeah. no risk. I yeah, still I mean, reckon you'll some... see that change quickly in the next. Yeah, like mm. when there while there are some supplies available in different hospitals, you'll see it. You'll see it become much more likely Italian. Even the NHS, I've seen mm. some scenes from there through friends that um, yeah, it's going to change quick. Mm, I yeah. think so. But I don't know. I'll, I'll do one aside from it. That's going to be a real positive to come out of this. I don't know if you guys are soccer fans. Uh, not so much anymore. Not so much. Be. But for anybody out there who's a soccer fan, we're not going to get to see Liverpool lift the league title, which is fantastic. <laughs> I saw I saw that on the news fantastic. a couple of weeks ago. Fantastic. Um, but yeah, I have a, a friend who works for a Premier League club, and they are now preparing their finances to not play a single match for the next uh, for this calendar year. So the idea of people watching sport again, I mean, it's gone. It's gone for a long time, and we've just got to accept that. I watched one one game of the footy this year, and it was pretty miserable with with no crowd. <laughs> and then they cancelled it, and I just thought, now what am I supposed to do? What am I? What? <laughs> it's all. And I'm just I'm just a punter. Like the poor people in the you know the NRL, the AFL, all these leagues. It's just. Yep. But I think it's the people yep. at the bottom. And then they'll be they'll be digging ditches with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the people at the bottom that really you know they've the they were saying on the news the other day the AFL players are in talks with the AFL and they are talking about uh, what cut they're going to take. And the AFL wanted it to be 70% and the players pushed against that to get it back to closer to 50%. You know, and it's, uh, and it's, I guess it's horrible for the people at the merch stand who's like, I don't even have a job now. I've got nothing. And you're worried about yeah. losing 70%. Yeah, yeah. Not, not to make it about it because, uh, you know, let's not, let's not point fingers, you know, who should lose more money but those are the people that it, yeah, must, it does seem a oh, little must strange. be awful for those guys I guess as well yeah we just got to find things to occupy our time and there are loads of free learning um, programs out there and maybe people can use it to upskill yeah. Uh, yeah. learn a language Ideally. or something like rather than just sit in our backsides and watch watch Netflix um, learn something yeah go and, go and watch my last video there's a there's a Skillshare link there It'll take you to Skillshare. You Is can, there? Okay. <laughs> well, All right. Talk, there talk you your videos, Joey. So are you, when's the next one going to come out? Um, the... It's a little tricky getting the editing done and stuff with the kids around. Mm. Um, at this stage, just trying to do it in the evenings once I kind of hurry them along to bed and then I, I have a, a, an hour or two to try and do it. So I'm hoping I might have one out tomorrow night. Okay. So every second night would be great. Um, 
it depends how much I actually get done as well because sometimes some some processes take much longer than others when you're just planning and planning and planning. Yeah. You should see the piles of shavings I've got as insanity. <laughs> and uh, Brian, your video, is that now officially on hold? I've probably, I've, well, I've probably got time to do it now. Yeah, you got heaps of time. Um, I'm a bit annoyed as I lost a few files that were ah. in the middle of the process that I was going to go back and film and add it in. And now I'm probably just going to skip it and the video can just get a bit a bit shorter, a bit more succinct. And yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I'll hopefully get that edited in the next few weeks, I think. Now you've got a perfect thumbnail. You've got a baby to put in the picture in the yep. cot. It's going to be perfect. Yep. Yeah, that's true. I called you out in the, the live stream last night. I said, if anyone's following Brian, go harass him for the, to get the video out. So <laughs> <laughs> if you see some comments on Instagram, <laughs> thank me later. No, I'll get it going. I'll get it going. All right, well, I reckon we'll leave it there for today. Uh, yeah, wow, crazy episode, crazy episode. I guess in, in terms of going forward, uh, I think this is going to occupy a lot of our conversations over the next coming mm-hmm. weeks. But we yeah. will just, uh, yeah, do the best we can with it. And um, hopefully it won't be too long before everything goes back to some kind of, some kind of normality. Yep. Like, we are all in the same boat as so many people listening to the show out there. Mm. So I think it's just really important to show a bit of solidarity and a bit of care for each other as well, you know? Like, maybe social media posts will sort of, you know, we're not going to be posting new work. Maybe we'll be sharing old work. Um, But, uh, yeah, we're all in it together. Mm. I don't know, maybe it might be an opportunity for us to do a few more interviews with people about their businesses, Mm. you know, especially... Mm. When things are getting a bit darker, maybe we'll look and, and see who else is out there that wants to have a chat. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Be, we, interesting, yeah. Yeah, we can use that, use this time because, yeah, presumably people are going to have a lot more of it free over the, <laughs> <over> the, <next laughs> coming, the next coming weeks. Yep. So, yeah, cool. All right, so to everyone listening, I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please go ahead and give it a rating on iTunes. That really does help us out. And cross fingers, as soon as this is done, I'm going to go head upstairs and start editing it. So hopefully we can get this out as quick as possible. The Shopstall podcast is available on iTunes and most other podcast apps as well as... Um, no, actually, no. We start, And I should probably actually mention this as well while we're talking about this. Um, I've stopped putting the podcast up onto YouTube just because we weren't getting a... Uh, too much traffic there so it's now just strictly itunes that's where it is it's the one place so if you do want to listen to it it's on um on the itunes podcast so my name is robin lewis joey and brian thanks very much for hanging out take care everyone and we will see you in the next show see ya stay safe everyone